This podcast is brought to you by Ideate and Execute. Do you want to drive innovation in your organization, futurize your enterprise, ideate massively valuable new products, or execute them to market? Then contact us today at ideateandexecute.com and get started. Why listen to the past when you can listen to the future? Welcome to the Think Future Podcast, broadcasting from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We focus on innovation, startups and the future, not necessarily those and not necessarily in that order. Here's your host. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Think Future. Once again, we're coming at you live from deep in the heart of Silicon Valley, California. We're talking innovation, startups, the future. Not necessarily those, not necessarily in that order. Smack that subscribe button and hit that bell if you're watching on YouTube so we can get a new show when it comes online. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast service, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. Why did it say us? It's just me. So let's talk about the future. Let's talk about the future. What do we talk about the future of today? Let's talk about the future of media. Yeah, that's always a fun one. That's always a fun one. So... You are watching this on YouTube, or you're listening to it on your favorite podcast service. Now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Maybe you're able to very easily find this video because it's on a pretty innocuous topic, the future of media, right? If it was talking about the politically charged topic, then you may or may not be able to find this video. If this top, if this video was on a politically charged topic, you may not be able to find it. You may not be able to see it. It might be there, but it's banned or it's shadow banned or it's hidden. Any of those things could happen. So what's happening now? And this has only recently started to happen. I think maybe it's started to happen since 2008. Is that prior to 2008, we had a situation where the internet was pretty much wide open. I mean... Obviously, anybody who wanted to, anybody who was doing anything illegal was being removed or was being hidden, was being vanquished, was being removed from the internet. But around that time, you pretty much could search for any search term and find anything on anything. Google, Facebook, any of these services that you were searching on, Yahoo, etc., when they, they, Let's see, I guess you could say their keyword was relevance, right? When you entered a search term into these engines, they would provide you with the most relevant results, no matter what those results were. They were politically neutral. They wouldn't look at a result and go, well, this is against our political philosophy, so we won't show it. Or this is pro our political philosophy, so we'll, we'll heighten it. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. There was a period of time. In fact, for the in almost the entire period of the internet, most of these services were politically agnostic. In fact, there was a sort of a techno-libertarian feel to them where they believed that this information should be available to all. And unless you're searching for something obviously illegal, like child pornography, then it would be presented to you no matter what it was. And then at some point in the last little while, and it's very, very recent, it's very, very recent, 
At some point in the last little while, they decided to lay editorial filters over this stuff. So media has now become editorially filtered. When you go into Google and you type in a search term, you may or may not get the most relevant results for something. You may or may not get the most relevant results. You may or may not get the most relevant media for something because there is now an editorial filter on all the major sites that people use to access the internet. These editorial filters have been applied and certain things will bypass the filters when they're politically uh, uh, lined up with what the tech companies believe you should be seeing and others won't. Others will be hidden, will be removed, won't be shown. So what has happened? Well, because the internet is a great place. It's a very interesting place. It's when it was first designed, the whole point of the internet was to be able to get around problems. So the idea was that they wanted to build a resilient, a super resilient infrastructure so that no matter what would happen, things in the information would flow, the data would flow. So the way it was designed, it was almost like a mesh network is that when there was a path from point A to point B, and there were all these hops in between to get to from point A to point B, if something happened to one of those spots between point A to point B, the, the system would be able to reroute around those broken spots and still get you to where you want to go. So this is the underlying infrastructure of the internet. The internet protocol of the internet is designed that way. It's designed so that if something, if any piece of the chain fails, it can use a different path to get to the chain, to get to the end result. And that is the underlying protocol of the internet. And the higher level protocols were like that too. There were, if I, if I, had a, if I wanted to get to some piece of information, I would enter it in Google and boom, I would get the most relevant piece of information. But what's happened is that since, since now Google has decided what they're gonna show me and Facebook has decided what they're gonna show me and all this media, all the social media all these search engines have now decided what they're going to show me. Alternative sources are appearing on the internet because like I said before, it is, they've decided to build places that you can reroute around these editorial filters. There's no way, well, no current way. There may be an upcoming way once, because if you think about it, Microsoft and Apple and Google all control the operating systems of the devices that we use to access these things. Apple has Apple's operating system, Microsoft's operating system, Google's operating system control that base layer. And at this point, we don't know, they may have, but we don't know. They haven't added that editorial filter into what they see. So you could go off to a website that a company like Google doesn't want you to go to. Maybe they, maybe you go to Rumble or Getter or Parler or, or Gab or any of these other sources that they don't want you to get to, to get some alternative media. And there's tons of other, there's alternative media on the left and there's turn alternative media on the right that's not necessarily presented in these major things. So I think what we're going to see now is a, when I'm talking about the future meeting, we're back to the future of it. We're going to see a, an explosion of these types of alternative media because the more and more companies like Google and Facebook and Apple and, and Amazon and Microsoft put a editorial filter on what people are seeing, 
the more people are looking at it and going, I don't know if that's legitimate. I don't know if that's the truth. I don't know if that's reality, especially those people who have decided to maintain critical thinking skills. There's plenty of uh, people out there who haven't. They basically just decided, I'm just going to eat whatever they feed me. I'm just going to eat whatever media feeds me. They've decided that, wait a minute, this doesn't smell right. So I'm going to go out there and research. I'm going to find different sources of information. Now, I'm not going to tell you that source A is different from source B. I'm not going to tell you that source A is the truth and source B is not the truth. I'm not the one to decide that. You personally have to decide what is truth and what isn't truth. And of course, the question is, what is truth? But if you can decide, you can decide what's more likely to be true than what somebody else. And that's how it should be. It should be up to us in the end to make that determination. If, it, if this particular story is on site A or site B or site C or site D, whether or not that thing is realistic, we don't know anymore. So we have to do the research ourselves and do that determination. And it's unfortunate that we've gotten to the point now where almost nothing on the internet is believable. If you go back to some of my previous videos and we were talking about the dead internet theory, where some people are saying that the internet is fully made up of bots. There are no humans left on the internet or a very small number of humans left on the internet. The rest is bot after bot after bot after bot. Maybe those 6,000 followers that you have on your Twitter stream are really only a hundred people all talking to each other. But that's where the future of media, media is going. The future of media is exploding and there will be more and more and more and more niche sites where people are going to go and we're going to get an even more, more of a bifurcation of, re, of various realities, a, a plethora of realities that we're going to be able to choose from. So we almost need a reality, reality site on top of everything which can actually fact check, truly fact check, and not just politically fact check, fact check every piece of information in those layers below and say, you know what? This is more likely to be true. This is more likely to be false. Maybe that's an idea for the future of media. That's it for me for today. See you next time. And until then, don't forget to think future.